does it actually, if I remove it, do you feel a little bit of? Well, the, ah. the funny thing is, uh, it's a little. It's right out. When of, you're, we have to worry about what your with your sound yeah. is bouncing off of the wall behind you. Mm -hmm. This is really going to only hopefully help you from my voice going into your mic. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. you sound you sound awesome on this. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's you got deeper to do your down, wall. Deeper walk down. Listen, I could talk that way. My God. Well, you are talking that way, Rick. No. <laughs> anyway, this is Finding yeah. Subjects. I'm Tony, yeah. and we have Rick with us back. Back from what was that? Been a, like a, a year? A year, yeah, almost a year hiatus. I not believe, intentional. Not no. intentional. We love having Rick here, mm -hmm. and uh, so we figured. Uh, I told you I was going to break things up, and here it is. We're breaking things up today. So we're going to talk about anything today, anything we really want to. It's close to Halloween. Mischief night was what tomorrow night. Mischief night is tomorrow night. Yeah, that be the best of the holiday season comes rolling in with that. So how. Uh, misbehaved were you on mischief night as a child as a child well uh, we were okay the usual fun you know i think it, it accelerated more once we got up and i had kids and that tradition sort of you know went away for a while i think you and i talked about that you know those things weren't happening anymore you weren't seeing tp you weren't seeing soaped windows so I took it upon myself to bring that holiday back a little bit and took the kids out Proper when they parenting. were little. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and sort of declared war on myself and uh, neighbors and good friends, as you can attest to that, mm -hmm. that we, uh, you know, the fun was to get caught. So to sort of hit your friends' houses and do nothing of damage, you know that, right. but simply the TP and trash cans knocked over, front doors tied, uh, <laughs> stickies put all over cars. The best would be to shrink wrap entire cars. Uh, you know, everything harmless fun. You know, I don't think we had a lot of eggs that were broken no. on things no. that could peel paint off cars. Eggs no. already, that's that's the limit right there. You don't do eggs. Yeah, you don't do the eggs. Not if you're if you're worrying about the people that you're doing it right. with. But, and it gets back to, we had that conversation last year of that holiday and what that holiday used to be more than it is now, long before the, like we said, the candy conglomerates got a hold of Halloween. So, like I said, we're rehashing a lot of what we we talked about last year in, in this time of year. But it is a tremendous holiday if you can treat it well, have fun with it, you know, and, and as far as not the, not so-called war, you know, but I told you, we used to hit all the houses of friends of ours. But in turn, they only had one target, and that was to get us back. <laughs> so our house would get annihilated so bad on our street that the neighbors the first couple of years panicked, thinking, oh, my gosh. Are you, you know, talking about your childhood home or your home you're I'm in right now? I'm talking about the home I'm in yeah. now. Yeah, I heard it like I heard it snowed at your house yeah. one time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like five bags of uh, five shredded bags paper. Of shredded paper. We had someone get into the house with real eerie artwork and hang artwork all over the house when we weren't there. A friend of mine had giant pictures of us blown up and hung in the trees when we got home. I'm still finding plastic <laughs> forks that were shoved in my ivy. Yeah, I mean, it was, hey, and kudos to them. Because when my kids' friends got to the age where they were able to get out by themselves, I, I remember four of my son's girlfriends, par se, were in camo backpacks <laughs> and camo paint on their faces and came up the driveway you know, with the silence and teamwork of the 101st Airborne. 
and I watched them and was so Impressed. proud of <laughs> yeah. you know the extent they had gone yep. to to get to our house. Yeah. So it was great. It's always been a lot of fun. So a little background about Rick. We've known each other since our kids uh, went to school. In fact, we've passed. Uh, we passed our uh, lives uh, way back at the lake, way back, uh, a long time ago, probably, because you played hockey down there, and I played mm-hmm. hockey down there, you were always skating down there. That was your home turf. Yeah. That was dreamland for me. I was uh, from yeah. the other, I had to brave the other side of the tracks, and, hmm, can I blend uh, in? Yeah. Can I blend in with these people? <laughs> oh, yeah. Down to the <laughs> waterfront properties yeah. of Ridley yes. Park Yes, lake. yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. but Rick is, uh, I guess, is close to... Um, uh, well, what's that painter that we always say that you're 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 back in the '40s there? What's that? Uh, when but, we talk about Renaissance men and yeah. painters of who Ansel Adams or no, uh, the other guy that uh, used to do the newspapers. Sorry, pardon my. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't. Oh, remember. Rockwell. Yeah, we yeah, use that Rockwell. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah. across from normal Norman no, Rockwell right now. Mm-hmm. He he's right from out of those pictures. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Not lo- they don't look like that, but his whole uh, just. Uh, how your concept of life how you know you're you're from a, a different age a different dude. age you yeah, are a different outlook on on yeah, absolutely on things and you have that that's i think where we have uh, have gotten along so well you have that look that romantic look at the way things used to be and the way they are like nothing infuriates me more than people than when they talk simply of this week about oh this halloween traffic or you know, I mean, it's like you let today's world catch up with you, you know, like some people would be happy if it was a drive through Halloween, like when you parents, <laughs> I'm so over that. Or when they talk about snow in the Northeast that we love and people, oh, I'm so over that. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want snow to inconvenience you one time or make your Christmas while it's snowing because 90% of the public's out there worrying about, well, I have to get here and I have to work the day after Christmas. God forbid if I had snow come in that would shut down the highway system. I ran into one of the local meteorologists at a soccer game, maybe last year. He's, he's always there and uh, he's a channel six guy. And I said, Hey, you know, remember that a couple of years ago, we got uh, more, more snow than what was it? Uh, Fairba- Fairbanks, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, do you think we can double that this year? And he looked at <laughs> he you. looked at me like I had four like, heads and I go, yeah, I'm serious. Uh, yeah, He's like, so. like looking at me like I had four heads. Oh like, yeah. You because want, you ev- like snow? What? Yes, I do. Because everyone's life is so important that they cannot run into any challenge. You cannot have anything that details your normal day to get here to get there to get back it's like people take a break relax well, i often wonder though in other locations if other people people uh go out and grab the milk and the bread and the eggs like we do here well we talked i think nuts. we went down this avenue it's okay. that little bit of control that people have to have it's not necessarily that they got to go out and eat a you know a make loaf. french toast yeah like a <laughs> loaf's worth of french toast and you know and guzzle milk in case i don't yeah. know if you if you know how it is wherever you're listening to this podcast but around here in the philadelphia area if they forecast say three to five inches of snow oh brother yeah look at it. it's like the end of the world's coming and you will not be able to get milk or uh, there'll be lines mm-hmm. like crazy lines and they'll sell out of milk eggs bread <laughs> so you the only thing it. you can do with milk eggs and bread sure french toast uh, yeah and french toast. <laughs> so we're big oh, yeah. french toast people here in in uh, in philadelphia pennsylvania and yet alone if this were to hit buffalo or if like hit, it's nothing you Buddy, know yeah, friends of mine right now are in colorado and they got caught in a snowstorm out there mm-hmm. they're loving it and people are like they take care of it it's no big deal sure i remember oh, yeah. being in in quebec city 
uh, and my wife and I coming down the street and looking at Quebec City, and I'm like, where where are the stop signs? Mm-hmm. And you see the very top of a stop sign. That's how much snow is built up. Absolutely. And they're up on the roofs, three stories, four stories. Um, what is that noise? Is that me? I'm sorry. Uh, three, four, it's probably the cats. You're yeah. going to hear some residual cat noise here. Yeah. Uh, but four stories up, shoveling their roofs off. And then you walk through the park, you see these six, six foot long little slivers of, of uh, wood. That's the top of the park benches. Mm-hmm. The streets are crystal clear. That's yep. what they do. That's, That's how they work they it. They do. And it's perspective. But around here, it's fear tactic. The big story on the news tonight uh, is out. three inches of snow. Top story. Top story. And they're going to give you twenty four seven coverage of that. Now, granted, to, it, for this, how do you not make? It's not an excuse, but it is a situation where per capita we are shoved into a shoebox here yeah so three inches at the right time here will snarl this mm-hmm. northeast car expressway especially sure you know or a blue route or a something it, it can be something as simple as rural as 352 or four these route numbers mean nothing to people that are not in the area but i'm saying that per capita there's a lot more traffic here than say my brother lives in lake elmo minnesota now last year is when they got hit with that week-long uh wind chill his average wind chill at night was 54 below on Jeez. the lake but how we said people deal with it he still had 24 kids that were out on the lake playing hockey that night is he the so, trainer for them as well? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rick's so, brother is a, an NHL trainer. Yeah, yeah so he so. sees it all. But yeah, now around here, you would not see kids out at 54 below. No. You know, it's just a different perspective on I, things. I remember uh, one time uh, the wife and I were up in Quebec City for the Rendezvous 87, which mm-hmm. was the all-star game against the Russians. And, uh, of course, you know, I'm up there, free ice. Free yeah. ice time. Yeah. You go out to, uh, I think it was Le Parc Esplande or something like that. I forget what it was called. And it had to be 20 below. I'm out there, and I can't even feel my feet. Like, probably very close to Frostbuck, but this other kid shows up, and he was probably 10 years younger than me. We played hockey out there for probably an hour mm-hmm. and in that temperature. Like, yeah. who cared? I, yeah. I didn't care. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So later that night, we had to leave, and here they're having the NHL parade, the All-Star parade. And each city had its floats. It was hilarious. So I see the Flyers float. And there's Bernie Perrant up on the Flyers float, but he's wearing Moose DuPont's number six. Mm-hmm. So I walk over to the float. I'm like, Bernie, who, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know him from Adam mm-hmm. other than him to be a legend number one here, a goaltender in yeah. Philadelphia. And I'm like, oh, man, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> he says, come on up. Mm-hmm. Now, I got my hockey stick, my hockey skates. My feet are two blocks of ice I can't feel. My wife in tow. I said, I'm going up on the float. She's like, you can't go up on the float. They're starting to move. This is a true story. I got I got photo evidence as well. Mm-hmm. I get up on this float. Bernie shakes my hand. We get a picture. I slam my feet, my uh, skates down on his feet. Oh, now, beautiful. They're just as cold as mine. Yeah. He was in so much pain. Oh. He had a tear coming out of his eye. <laughs> we turn around. We take the picture. I said, Bernie, I can't get off. No, no, you stay. Throw uh, some pucks. Good time, Bernie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm up there waving to the people, right. throwing these rubber pucks, well, and the wife, yeah, and the wife, yeah. <laughs> chasing me, following us about three blocks. She had to chase us uh, for three blocks, beautiful. and I finally got off. Yeah, uh, the, cold the cold and hockey, yeah, goes together. Absolutely. And, uh, I remember taking the kids up to uh, up to Ottawa, the team, the entire team, and get ready, being almost uh, pretentious in a way that thinking that we we're going to make the playoffs, but mm-hmm. knowing that if I went up there, well, we can skate the Redo Canal. For free. Sure. 10 yeah. miles of ice. 
one way back the other way through a snowstorm mm-hmm. the cold and hockey we went together it didn't they care. go together yeah. and they they didn't complain one bit you know no. so we didn't lose any feet either no, so exactly. uh, all the extremities came back and we were good yeah, to go there's no harm but i always say that you will have more memories and it doesn't if it's bad weather memories of life it doesn't i can recall walking to you and your wife and the girl's house in a snowstorm oh, yeah. that we did not drive, we came over, and to this day, if we mention chicken parmesan, chicken parmesan. I think of that, that snowstorm. <laughs> my, my wife makes incredible chicken parmesan, and they came over, and we fed them for like mm. an army. Yeah, exactly. Great, but man. in our minds, it's that like was, something out of oh, Little House on the Prairie Absolutely. that we walked from one farm to another. It's just the exactly. bad weather will always, you know, to quote Steve Sable, the legendary Steve and Ed Sable of NFL Films, in the beginning, they dreaded bad weather until they saw it visually, and then every week they wanted bad weather for football games because of the artistic beauty that it gave the NFL films. Incredible. And yeah. I'm not talking Northeast. Anyone that yeah. listens to this podcast yeah, knows what know we that. mean when we talk about NFL yeah. films. Yeah. You know, so didn't you, you work there? Did you? No, nah, I have a couple buddies that did oh, that has since retired. Okay, I you knew know, you had some so. connection there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but to me, to this day, if uh, if Minnesota is playing uh, the pack or Chicago is playing and there's a game and there's four, there's, yeah, there's oh. no forecast. Exactly. I'm, I'm watching that mm-hmm. game. Oh, I know. And I know you're a Pac-Man, so yes. it don't matter. Yes. So, but yeah. uh, for, for me to watch that, it's incredible. No, it's and just visually incredible. That, and yeah. the network themselves, when you get growing down into December and January, if you you tell them that you've got a, a nor'easter coming up, they're keeping fingers crossed and praying that they get bad weather mm. because it comes across that much better as yeah. a product on TV. Yeah. So it gets back. We can name a lot of bad weather situations in our lives that you tend to remember a lot more than just the blase. I have to go to work the next day. I can't have any weather come in. We see yeah. things, you and I see things differently in regards to that. Oh, whereas yeah, people, everybody else is like, Ugh. it's an inconvenience. Yeah. It's about just, I'm like, even my wife is like, oh man, it's going to snow. And, yeah. and her business is getting out there. She's got to go to customer. Mm-hmm. But, a good snowstorm. She just loves yeah, that good snowstorm. A football better. game on. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially sure. on a Sunday. Yeah. Snow it's, us in on a Sunday. You got it. Twelve inches. Who cares? Yeah. And anyone. Yeah. And anyone listening to this, you know, I, I would I would put that out there. I, you, we could fill a a phone line with people that say like, listen, tell me one of your best memories that you had with a boyfriend and or a girlfriend that entailed walking them in the snow. I think You'll everybody's always got remember one of a kiss in the snow when no <laughs> one's out or taking cover from somewhere in a storm. It, it can be a rainstorm. doesn't matter. When the bad weather comes in, it tends to put the memory bank up it there. It does. You know, you know so, it does. So, mm-hmm. But, I mean, everybody, everybody I know loves the snow. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm we hoping that if, if you don't like the snow, Tony not, and I will cut you out of our lives. Yeah, that's it. You're out of the will. That's, yeah, exactly. I, you know, go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want it. You know, and it's the fall. Where the, you know, obviously, oh, yeah. this is a roundabout way to get back to what we were talking about. But this time of year, this season is what we say. You can argue people that are going to hate July and August because summer heat and people that hate the dead of winter. But for you to put October on the table. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of people, like I said, that I think are going to come in and moan and groan, you know, about oh, at least not, a like lot of people fall. that we know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe we are very select in, in what we put in our gang, yes. but not a lot of people would moan and groan, yeah. you know, no, fall weather. Earlier on, you mentioned Little House on the Prairie. Mm. Okay, well, um, Mary Angles. Yeah. 
Mary mm-hmm. Ingalls. Okay, a question for you, Rick. Mary Ingalls or Marsha Brady? Uh, when Marsha goes and pulls the, remember the later episodes when the hair, the top gets pulled back into the barrettes when yes. she's coming of age, I'd probably take Marsha. Mm. Yeah, over that. There was a lot of competition though. You had huh. Davy Jones coming. You had uh, oh, Namath. Uh, well, Namath's there more for Bobby. Yeah. yeah um, but, uh, was it Don Drysdale showed up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Mary Engels, she's out on a farm. Nobody's really True. You know, around. I don't have a whole lot of competition. Oh, yeah. Oh, I might be leaning this down. I yeah. think I'm staying with Mary. But I was a mature Which, liker back then because if it was up to me, then I would have taken Pepper Anderson, Angie Dickinson, on Police Woman. So I was a young kid but could spot. And Angie yeah. went on to Big Bad Mama. Absolutely. And I don't know if you saw Big Bad Mama. You got it. Uh, we can't talk any more about no. that because we'll have to change the rating of this show from a G or a PG to oh, maybe yeah. R, but well, we won't go there. But no. Big no. Bad. But I remember my fifth grade teacher coming up and saying, what's Pepper? And I had Pepper <laughs> written on my notebook. I said, that's policewoman's nickname that they called her on the show. So even then, yeah, I had the older woman <laughs> fantasy as a fifth grader. My, so. Well, Jane Seymour is where that kicked in for me. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was, uh, was it? You can correct me. Was that Live and Let Die? Yeah. Where she, she played Live and Let Die, yeah. I believe so. One blue, yeah. one blue eye, one green eye. Yeah. Mm, my mm-hmm. mother actually had one blue eye, one green really? eye. Really? Very interesting, yeah. Uh-huh. I end up with the hazel eyes. Maybe that's a mix yeah. of that. Who knows? Uh-huh. <laughs> now, was it that, was she born that way, or does yeah. the one eye change? I'm wondering if the one eye doesn't change into it. I believe no. she was born that way. Hmm. Yeah. 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 But mostly, I mean, the, the my family members, my, my dad had brown eyes. My mom had a blue eye and a green eye. My one sister has, well, two of my sisters have blue eyes. And then my other sister has brown eyes. And two, no, two brown. There you go. Mm-hmm. Two brown, two blue, and then me hazel. A little so, mixture. Yeah, uh, a full mixture out of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank oh God I don't have the blue eyes. going to be a, you know, be a lady know. killer. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, this Joking. is a segue into that. Have you done the, the ancestry or that? You know, I, I want to. I yeah. ju- here's, here's an interesting thing. My cousin, who... You know, we talk about social media sometimes. Here's a great benefit of Facebook. You won't hear me say that too often, but, you know, I found my cousins through Facebook. It happened to be a relationship early on between my aunt and uncle that they got divorced. And I used to see these kids when I was two, three years old. Mm -hmm. Um, That was it. They were gone. Yeah. And uh, so it was a a daughter and then two two boys that were twins. Actually, I got that wrong. An an older son and then a girl and a boy that were twins. Mm. I lost touch with them. But through Facebook, I I found them again. And it was great. So I talked to them all the time. And one of the the boys of the twin, the younger one, he did Mm Ancestry.com. So first it came back like, you know, a lot of mixture in Europe, uh, West, yeah, Eastern Europe. then for some reason, I guess they updated it. I don't know how it happened. I have to find out more about it. He has the paperwork for it, but he's 100% Italian. Okay. Now, his mother is uh, different, but I know my family, uh, my, my grandfather, he came from Randazzo, Italy, which was in Sicily, and my grandmother was from the north of Italy. On the Irish side of me, there we got one from Belfast and one from County Cork. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, the one from Cork, his ancestors came from Germany. So... I don't know. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I already, are we already in some type of genetic database somehow that we don't even know? Who sure. knows? I mean, do I worry about that? Yeah. I don't know. I want to find out a little bit more investigation, but I don't want to share my DNA. I don't want to, I don't think I do. Right well, now. that's the, uh, that's <laughs> sort of the can of worms that's opened up with what we spoke with last year when I mentioned the infamous 
Golden State Killer Ooh. on these airways. Which was fantastic, by which the way. Which is Joe yeah. D'Angelo. And now that's getting to the point where a lot of these, I know Gen.com and them, they're stipulating that they have nothing to do with law enforcement because so many of these people that have put that out, you know, unfortunately you flip the wrong side and mm-hmm. you'll find out that as far as, you know, and I'm not comparing anybody to that monster, but, you know, the way he was found law enforcement and that never informed the genealogy what they were up to they made mm-hmm. a fake thing and used it for what it's worth right. so now i think that's in the back of people's minds is you know what are you going to find out as far as or what are they going to use not that they're coming here to rip but it opens up legal ramifications that i think some of these places are going to get into that they're going to not be able to use it if you punch your name in my name in but you still never know what's lurking as far as what it can be. There's always these conspiracy theories, uh, theorists as well that think, well, what are they going to do with your DNA? Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Uh, yeah. uh, have you ever had a surgery? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. Uh, what, uh, sure. It's, it's like we can go on here forever. It's like minority too. report coming true to life, you know, <laughs> as far as them having this on file. That yeah. You know, you leave a fingerprint somewhere, guess what? The database is going to tell you back where it's going to be. Okay. Well, this is from this film. Yeah. It's just, it opens a whole it really does. great world because I do get a kick out of people like you're the rare exception that, you know, you're Italian and ancestry Irish. on your side <laughs> oh, yeah. where you're 100%. But the Italians that are so proud, we're all proud of our, you know, of our ancestors, but that are boastful. There's none of this in me. There's none of that in me. <laughs> well, I don't and know it comes I... back and all of a sudden, you know, <clears throat> certain people that I know that were full blood, I'm full blood right off the boat, Ellis Island, Italian, and it comes back and they're 48% <laughs> Greek. So uh, here's what I like to mess with people with, you know, like, yes, my my grandfather is from Sicily. Okay, Randazzo, my grandmother, we think is from up north. But let's see. We'll see what the what happens if I do get Mm -hmm. this. But uh, a buddy, I had a buddy of mine. And, you know, me, I like to mess with people. And I said, listen, you're you're pure Italian. Like there's no I am 100 percent pure from Sicily. I said, let me ask you a question. I said. How far is uh, the coast of Africa from Sicily? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? Uh, I said, I'm just being real. It's what, 90 miles? Mm-hmm. So you don't think that your ancestors or my ancestors at one point or another through the period of time didn't hop in a boat and go check out the tip of the land that's over that way uh, and vice sure. versa? Sure. Nobody, mm-hmm. dude, I don't believe anybody is, is 100% full. of whatever they are. No. Right. You know, so. <laughs> nope. You're uh, going to have a little bit of mutt in you somewhere that you don't know. And I always say, and that's probably your greatest relative. Why not? The I'm, one who comes out was the aunt that was loved by more of the family than anyone. And she had no Italian or she was 20% German. And 80% Slovak, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Like, if but you the, look at just, and I think we did mention this about Sicily, who invaded Sicily? You had the, the Goths, mm-hmm. the, the Vandals, exactly, oh, yeah. uh, the Saracens, mm-hmm. okay, the, the Greek. Uh, come on. It's, you, it's you, nobody. Of, and they were there for hundreds of years. Nah, so, hey, nobody, hey, what, what are you doing tonight? Mm-hmm. You see, nobody, yeah, you like, it. everybody just stayed within their 100% Italian you people. Got it. You didn't mix with anybody. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. That's the, yeah. that's the fun part of it. And like I said, we look what we've just said. We've brushed over this in something 10 or 15 years ago that I were to tell you, oh, Tom, we'll be able to go back and find your ancestries just by a simple prick of the blood. We've been like, what? Yeah. This would sound like Jurassic Park to us. Well, for you and for me as well, when you would say, uh, you know, in, when we're adults, 
we'll be able to pick up a phone and man we'll be able to have a phone on us and talk to people mm-hmm. no way right. that was yeah, dick tracy forget stuff forget that like you know he had what is he, a little watch you could sure. talk to his watch mm-hmm. how crazy is that absolutely you know? so yeah what what's going to be coming into fruition in the future who knows man it's just i already saw it today in the news about um i believe it was the air force and a company an aerospace company trying to well not trying to they're already doing it uh, unmanned vehicles that are so much less expensive than a, a fighter jet would have to do with life support and all the technology that it would have to have if it had a pilot in it. They're going for these very inexpensive models that are basically nothing different than a drone, but mm-hmm. they're fighter jets that are dispensable. Unmanned. Unmanned. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we also can tie that into the troop removal. And this We don't have to go there, mm-hmm. but you know the controversy, controversy of uh, U.S. troops pulling out of Syria, and everybody's up in arms about that. Is there this new wave? Are we now seeing this new wave of what the future of the military is going to be from possibly this president? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, think that we're gone, but yeah. we're never gone. No, yeah. You know, and then suddenly you have this surgical strike right back into Syria. Absolutely. So am I gone or are our troops just out and backed away? You're keeping an eye on you. Technology is just, I think, we're going to be leaps and bounds of what we're going to see with everything in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're already seeing it now with... Uh, with the different phones that we have, and there, there are many computers is what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, a fascinating mm-hmm. thing. But also your DNA to be able to track that down. And I really think, which is cool, that you can go back and solve, potentially, like solve a murder. Mm-hmm. You know, solve something. You know, there's a couple uh, cases that I was looking at that, you know, maybe with DNA, maybe they can possibly find an, an answer for the families that are still suffering. Sure. You know, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, they figure, you know, all you need is a fingerprint up in... The house where the Lindbergh baby got taken out the window, and that would have been a that long been ago all. done, you know. Mm-hmm. So some of some of the greatest mysteries that we have now would have been solved within you know a day or two. Yeah. So, yeah. and we can't even the complex nature of what they go through. I've listened to how they built the fake ancestry tree to pull in. Joe D'Angelo, and it still is confusing that it matches up with a nephew who committed a misdemeanor out through California, and that's what the original hook was, and then took down to six guys that fit that profile, hmm. and then in turn it turned into one, and they were able to follow him, and you know, you just think of all that went through, all the, and that story is one that continually keeps on giving to this day, because like when you and I spoke about it last year, there's been 15 or 16 different stories. Now that he is known, people then come back around and said, like, wait a minute. Mm. In fact, his wife, who he had never married, the girl Bonnie, her ex-husband ended up calling her overseas after he was apprehended and said, who was the guy that you dated before you and I started going out in 1977, I believe? And she's like, Joe? And he's like, I thought so. And she goes, Joe D'Angelo? And he's like, uh, he was just brought in as a Golden State killer. Unbelievable. And, she's, and then she expounds on stories when they were dating of his violin. He showed up the one night tapping on the window with a revolver and that. So these are things, like I said, once this, this person becomes noticed and all these things where everyday life, be it the diner, be it wherever people knew him, now it's like, holy smokes, I was this close to this guy mm. and never knew this, never was a, he's a pallbearer at one of the Exeter County policemen have a funeral 
that he's involved in, and he's a pallbearer. There's a picture of him. He's second in wow. line holding the casket that he's involved in this man's murder. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's a creepy story. Like I said, it's too big for film because it's going to continually keep giving, you know, all the time. So where we go, who knows? I don't want to live in this minority report world that we're in, you know, with phones and with, with that I, I prefer. And I think I speak for our generation it's great we have children it's great protective net that we're able to find out where they are and like i said i think we're 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 heading down a road that you and i discussed you know in previous podcasts but it's a simpler time when we grew up it's a lot easier it's a it's it's headaches that were caused by lack of communication you know think of boyfriend girlfriends of those early days that we had and you know you, you look at that and just the lack of communication caused so much trouble mm. or there was so much drama involved in the simple get in touch with me <laughs> well there's no phone i was out all night i called your house phone yeah. it rang and rang yeah. nobody picked it up mm-hmm. well no one was home to pick the phone up <laughs> so these are like i said these are things that we look at back to our youth the 18, 19, 20-year-olds that places us back, like most of your listeners, you know, yeah. that place us back in late 70s, early 80s. I'm, I'm having sheer terror. I'm thinking of, so, <laughs> thinking of like that beautiful girl that you wanted to ask out. So number oh, one, so you, you had two choices. Mm-hmm. You either got the phone number, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you, you'd have to have permission to get the phone number from her. You'd have to ask her. So if she's not interested, you're not getting the number. Mm-hmm. But if you do get the number... Even if, if you get the number from a friend, they still got to make that, that phone call. You got it. And Hello? Yes. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, yeah, who's this? Uh, this is Anthony. <laughs> could I uh, speak well, with... Well, yeah, uh... Uh, who do you want? Uh, can I talk to blah, blah, blah? Yeah, okay. Yeah, hello? Hi. The true. Who's this? Yes. The uh, true yeah, uh, essence yeah, of Would you fear. go out with me? Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, kids today now. Would you go out, out with, with me? me? Six well, words yeah. of terror. What are you doing uh, Friday yeah. night? Uh-huh. Would you like to go to the party? And we say that. Kids want to go to spin the wheels, roller skate? Yeah. Be so easy just to take a simple text and send it to a girl now. And that's where trouble is because oh, guys have lack for lack of a better term no alcohol involved at the time but you, i guess we'd call it text muscles <laughs> because if they just followed up with a little emoji smile and then you can say that oh no i you know, i wasn't serious yeah. on it i was to where like we said and any guy of our generation mm. or even earlier they know the pacing that was involved and the pure fear to pick a phone up. <laughs> and then, like you said, the girl never answered right away. It was always a family it's member. Mom. God forbid mom her father. Dad. Who's this? I know. No. So. Who is this? <laughs> and you tried to Who? sound polite. Oh, the yeah. weird kid? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right. You sound, sound like Jake from Hello, 16 sir. Candles. Hello, sir. Is she at home? And if so, could I speak with <laughs> yes. her, please? Yeah. You were an <laughs> Ivy. You actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm. actually had to have manners. Yeah. You know? If you, could you imagine saying, "Yeah, uh, is is Margaret there oh, or something like that?" I'm like, talk like, "Yo, uh, is that is Donna there?" Oh uh, yeah, Alex, I had the audacity to be such a cocky 14 year old to tell the father of the girl that I was real close and still am a lifelong friend with to tell the father that night of Halloween that 
I introduced myself to him and said, like, I'll be dating your daughter soon. Oh, man. And when dude. I got into that spot, I can remember talking to him just less than 10 years ago saying, I was your age now when my little smart mouth came up and said, I'll be dating your daughter soon. And I can remember thinking back, how would I handle that if someone said that about one of my kids? Wow. You know, I would have been like, I'd be like, like really? Be, yeah, you kidding so? me? Yeah. Wow. So thank God, like I said, still lifelong friends <laughs> oh, and still man. see the father. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, wow. but the audacity. And well, that brings up a whole nother can of worms that we talk. Now we're sounding like this, you know, you could just call this the old curmudgeon podcast. There it is. Talk about all, we'll talk about it. Yeah, all things in today's world that bothers i'm a handshake guy i'm not a handshake hug guy i don't i i walked into see tony an hour ago and he was washing his hands and he just gave me an elbow bump which is fun (laughs) but if i walked in here tony's the same way we would have shaken each other's hands that's it the now reach in grab slap the back you know okay listen and if you see the guy like two or three times a week you feel like saying listen you're not coming home from war (laughs) You know, I'm not meeting you at the train station. We need this big, long embrace. Right. That's another thing. I would prefer. Well, I've been guilty of the uh, handshake hug. You know, mm-hmm. like the lean in. Well, pat. I do too. Yeah, yeah. you pat. get yeah. sort of, yeah. you get gilded into yeah. it and you don't want to well, make it, yourself. It's, like, it's funny. It's like the man code. It's like you shake the hand and there's a slight lean. Yeah. So like, okay, yeah, you meet halfway and you pat on the back. You know, exactly. you're like, okay, you know. I uh, know. Uh, That's the thing. <laughs> what would your ancestors that wore nothing but black with black fedoras that took, you know. What's this? Uh, uh, exactly. What are you leaning into what is he me leaning in? for this handshake yeah. and, and uh, the hug? Absolutely. Take him, uh, take him out back and yeah. shoot him. That was it. <laughs> so it just gets to, and like we mentioned the Sables and NFL films. Every time I do it, I hear John Facenda describe the George Hallis, Vince Lombardi friendship. Hmm. And Facenda dropped down three tones and said, Lombardi once said of Hallis, there is only one man I embrace upon meeting and only one I call coach. Wow. Now that that makes me think, yeah, you weren't getting the bro hug, mm-hmm. you know, before each Bear Packer game. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's like I said, it's another curmudgeon of today's world. Curmudgeon. Yeah, curmudgeon <laughs> podcast. So. There's nothing wrong with that because everybody we're talking, anybody who's listening out there, they, they're having their flashbacks back on their first date or contacting a woman. They're, getting, they're relating to this. Sure. And how hard that was. Yeah. And even the, even the breakups. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything you had to do, you actually had to communicate, you know, right to the person's face or, you know, yeah, you, you get away with it maybe on the phone, but... Uh, you know, um, why do they have to fail though, Tone? Every first it's easy, night. man. It's easy now with the text. Is that what you mean? Like, uh, I, no, it, I'm it, talking about if you go back to what we say with our fear and those adolescent and those teenage years, why does each, you know, everyone can look at it. You all, you never forget your first love, mm-hmm. but why does always 99% of the first loves fall apart they have Have to to fail they (laughs) They have have to fail fail. they are the teaching tool for the rest of your life and like when you say you never forget your first love girl or guy it's because it's the only time in your life where 100 percent innocence is involved in your in a love affair Hmm. from that point on you're always going to base it on what that first impressions if not, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. And the, the, lack, the innocence of that relationship is what 
leads so many people down the, 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 the path of destruction later in their lives because you're never going to get that innocence of feel. We're all going to find our significant other, love them to death. You always find. But the, I think the path to that person is in the destruction of the, the first, first love love affair. Yeah. It teaches you tools it's, and it gives you a template to look, to think like, okay, I've made a mistake here. Is it my fault that I did this wrong? Is it her fault that she did this wrong? And you sort of, you move away from it. But like I said, you can remember back. And like I said, we're hitting a nerve with everybody. Think of the destruction in your mind with those things when they break apart. Hmm. And in our lack of communication, though, you know, they, they, were, they were tough. Brutal. They were Brutal. extremely tough. And then you'd go weeks without calling. Then you would completely drop out. Then you would only see someone in a social setting, and there was no community. Like, and, that's, that, and that's brutal. That's and, you, and you're like, mm. that's itchy. Sure. Mm. And where today, I don't think there's the gaps in that that you can't get away from the person. That you couldn't say to your children or mine to me, hey, when's the last time you talked to so-and-so? You'll always get that, oh, I saw their Snapchat. Yeah. Or I saw they posted something on, sure. online. Well, how yeah. are they doing? Oh, well, right. I saw them out on a bar now. It, that's the difference in it, where you didn't know uh, where you were. You could live a mile from someone when we were kids mm -hmm. and date somebody a mile away and literally not run into them. Not run into it, not have to worry about it. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was just gone. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. you often, in, I know in my head, I'm like, you know, I don't live a mile from that person. Yeah. Where is she? Uh, I, I know. Oh, exactly. <laughs> she's avoiding me? Yeah. No, dude, she's living her life and, you know, mm -hmm. you're not in that circle and there's yeah. not no, any social media to tie you both together yep. where you can look into each other's lives at all times. Oh, yeah. Different oh, sure. times, different, different times. world, man. Different. And it's still out there and it's not this, it's, it's, everyone has given the drive by, you know, <laughs> when you go through these tumultuous. Now, there's man. a big, uh, you know, there's a big difference between uh, persistence and stalking. So, uh, uh, sure. And <laughs> a fine line is really what that is. is drawn there. So you don't know. do it. No. So you want to make sure things are all right. And, you know, always that excuse of, uh, of well, I just want to make sure she's all right. Or, you know, the girl is looking mm -hmm. towards the guy, mm -hmm. you know, and we're at 18 and 19 and 20 years old. And I, this is no big earth shattering news. Guys at that age are real holes. And we are much more immature than a woman, the girl of the same age. Oh. They're like four or five years sure. way above us. They're an emotional know? roller coaster. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Going through this. But yeah, the guy can be then once he is that, he can get to where he thinks like he's, he's untouchable then. Well, I can keep this. And then, oh, well, I can still pay attention to this girl where the girl is so, how would I say, fragile in her feelings you know what I mean? That she finally has. It makes for it makes for messy times. I got a funny story. Just back when technology comes into play with this, where a friend of mine, he's in love with this girl, and she doesn't really want to have anything to do with him. So he's doing the old call the phone number. She'd answer. He'd hear her voice. No. And for some reason, that made him feel better. Mm -hmm. And he'd hang up. Mm-hmm. So he does this off and on. I don't know how long he does this, but the one time he does this, the phone rings back. So he picks it up. Yo, hello. She says, I'm going to call him Joe. Joe, is this you? Uh, who's this? You just called me. It's Chrissy. That's for another fake name. Chrissy? No, I didn't call you. Joe, yeah, you did. 
Did you ever hear of Star 69? Uh, it's brand it. new. Yeah. I, know, so. well, I didn't call you. She says, yeah. dude, you hit Star 69 and it calls exactly who just called. No, no, it wasn't uh, me. Bye, click. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so like, dude, I, you, yeah, got, yeah. Nah, you got nailed. <laughs> you On that early, early technology that you had. Sure. <laughs> oh, and now. I mean, that's Hilarious. the thing of the past. You know, yeah. you, you risk running that and have the caller ID number come up on the person's TV oh. while they're watching something on Netflix. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine. So, I mean, everything's texting. There's, I think there's like a lack of community, like a lack of actual dialogue. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, from what I'm seeing, again, we're not in that world any longer, but, you know, you have the, you know, you just, you, what do you do? You just text somebody or how does it work? Yeah, I, yeah, it, it it does. I think that the the harm is in that it includes everybody in the gang or mm. the group when you don't want everyone included in the gang mm. in the group. Mm. If seven of us go out to dinner and somebody has says, "I'm po- I'm going to post," mm. you know, like I I feel like Lucky Luciano sometimes when we go out. I feel like saying, "Listen, put the phones down. Don't put anything up because I don't need some." And this is not an egotistical thing like, "Oh, I have to worry about my whereabouts." It's like, "No. I run with my friends, people that I love to spend time with, be out with those people. I don't need the guy who's not there or uh, the girl yeah. who's not there." Yeah. Hey, why weeks. didn't they ask me? Absolutely. I didn't know you guys were going there. I love God, I know. I love yeah. Maggiano. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we weren't doing anything that night. I don't know if I would want to be young. In today's now, world, yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, it was nice to be able to go out of the house. Mm-hmm. You'd tell your parents where you were going. I would tell them the general direction That's I was going. Sure. I'll be down at my friend's house. I'll be down by, you know, the marshlands. That's where I lived. I lived mm-hmm. down there. They knew where we were. They could make a phone call to one of those parents. One of those parents would yell out the window, you know, Anthony, yeah. you know, you get home. Yeah. And bam, you're home. I didn't, it, you know, although on the flip side of it, um, it's really nice that I can pick up that phone at any time. Is it, yo, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even well, our kids were young back in 9-11, but I know you know exactly where you were. I, I, but let's say um, they, my kids are where they are now in the world. And so, well, it happened to me. It happened to my oldest. She was in studying in Copenhagen, living in Copenhagen for the weekend. Her and her friends went to uh, London. See how Tone likes to name drop like he's so rich. He's got his kids in Copenhagen. Listen. Sydney. Listen. Yeah, so. (laughs) Okay, so how they got there, now I have to say And by the way, Tone, the house here in Martha's Vineyard looks so beautifully done up for Halloween. I'm a little complaining that, you know, we're only 40 feet from the water and not 30 feet. I really like the old house much better out on Nantucket. So, no, it's the kids are there from scholarships and from paying it. So they're paying the bills. They're buying their way there. But anyway, long story short, so they're in uh, studying over there, and she's in London. And I'm on the phone with my daughter, and I hear all these sirens in the background. I'm like, what is going on there? She's like, Dad, you ought to see all the ambulances and all the police cars. I said, where are they going? She's like, right, they're like stopping right down the road. So she can, from her where she was, she can see the quarter miles, nothing, quarter miles. And they were right there, quarter miles. Like, Hang on, man. I'm getting, I'm getting a text now from the university, from from our school here. They're checking to see if I'm okay. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? What's going on? She goes, Dad. Uh, it sounds like a, a truck ran through people. I remember that. I night. go, no. I said that happened about a month ago. She goes, Dad, it's happening it's again. Out. I said, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, I'm like, where are you? She goes, I'm, I told you, I'm in my place. I said, stay still, stay there. Are you safe? Yeah, we're all here. Everybody's going. How nice that was to have that sure. level of communication. And then we're like, okay, well, what's she going to do the next day? 
the next day, I get a picture from her on the eye, on the Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. They ain't stopping me. Yeah. And I'm like, beautiful. But it's about that technology, about, you know, having kids and worrying, mm -hmm. you know, where are they going to be? Where are they? And are they going to be safe in this crazy world that we live in today? Yeah. So I was extremely thankful for that. But back when we were kids, that other part of that freedom that we could just go be kids you knew what time you had to come home and you knew if you didn't get home i don't know about you guys but you know when the when the street light came on you kind of had to go home and we would kick the street light out did you ever mm -hmm. kick the street oh, lights yeah, out? yeah we always yeah. kicked them yeah. out yeah so you just kind of kept kicking this light sure. out and uh until you knew you were probably you half know. an hour 45 minutes late and then you go home but yeah this technology has been extremely life-changing for these kids these days mm -hmm. and you know, they even follow each other where they can look on the phone and know exactly where they are. Sure. I actually might, I allow my daughter to follow me so she knows where I am. Yeah. If I'm out, you know, hey, I got a health problem. So what if I don't show up for a little while and mm -hmm. I like to take walks? I will, I like to walk into the woods and I'll sit there and I'll take pictures or I'll make a podcast in the middle of nowhere. Well, what if no one knows where I am? Mm -hmm. I know at least my one daughter knows where yeah. I am, you know? So yeah. in that aspect, it's amazing, you know, but my God, how intrusive. Oh, that absolutely. truly is. Sure. You know, a level of freedom we had that they will never know. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I even tell them, I'm even buddies in my, yeah, I got all these new gadgets in my house. You know, wherever I am in my house, I can talk and, you know, it does this and it turns these things. I'm like, and then they, and he's got these, you know, they all, a lot of people have them, the Alexis or these mm -hmm. things that listen to them. Like, they're listening to every word you got in your house. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but my phone, if I sit here and have a conversation like with you right now, We've mentioned one thing. I'll start getting advertisements, mm -hmm. and it might be about something we spoke about. I was talking to somebody not long ago about uh, he actually built makes clothes for people. I'm like, yeah, dude, I need a suit. I said, but you'd have to custom fit that that shirt for me, man. I said, you know, I'm not in the shape I want to be in yet. The next day, and I didn't hit, I didn't search it. The next day, I'm getting advertisements on my phone for custom made suits mm -hmm. and custom made shirts. Who the? Well, I didn't search that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Incredible. So, you know, is it listening? Mm -hmm. I, you tell me. I, I don't know, but very invasive, oh, very absolutely. invasive world. Sure. I'm going the opposite way. I want to disconnect to connect. <laughs> I want to, and like you said, we're, we're at a thing where it's a security reason for kids. And I always say that you know how cool your kids are is when you have a conversation with them and they agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And when you say, like, listen, these are great. They're perfect, but we're really the last generation that grew up that knew exactly what, when we left the house, we were gone, and yeah. it was pure freedom. Think about that. So I we mean, we were literally you, gone. You were gone. You were driving to the shore. Guess what? I'll be there whenever, because you weren't stopping unless you pulled over in Tuckahoe, New Jersey at a payphone to say, I'm here, I've had car trouble. It, it was and payphones were other. around. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, the that's unknown. where the old drop a dime. Drop well, a dime. You, you drop a dime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it used to be a dime. Then mm -hmm. it's drop a quarter. Never made drop a quarter. It's so no. still drop a dime. And then it was always, well, you accept the charges. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Do you ever and have I, a relative in prison? Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I was out of time. Out of time. You get the. You get the this is Greaterford Prison calling. Do you accept the charges for blah, blah, blah? No. Yeah. And they can hear you on the other end. It's Uncle Leo. Yeah, yeah. No. That was the thing. You'd love how you hear the person pick up. There's another thing. We talk Rockwell. That sounds so 1940s. We're really only going back. That's that's. It was seven years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, it was a nephew. Yeah. It's unbelievable. We all have that nephew. That nephew that nephew calling. And it was funny. It was a call. And my daughter picked it up. She's like, no. You know, yeah. she didn't know what the hell. No. And know? our kids, you could fill a room with 100 kids right now. No one went now to make a collect call. No. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, no. back when our area codes, you only had to dial seven numbers. You didn't have to dial the area code to get through. <laughs> and I remember in this area, then 610215s came in and we we're like, what, what is, is it? Why yeah. is, yeah. is that a long distance? <laughs> it's Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like I said. It's or, and then you didn't say 610. You had, or, you know, or, yeah. So you said to 610. But like you did the letters like mm-hmm. KI three or LU six mm-hmm. or LE two LE two yeah which were all those Crazy. extensions yeah. to Chesterfield you didn't you have uh, did you have a party line by any chance no buddy of mine I go to use his phone one time and he's like oh you, you got to it's a party line I'm like well, what's a party line dude you pick the phone up. And if there's someone on there talking, well, it's, that's the it other party. It could be two, two doors down. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need, I need to use the phone. Oh, okay, we'll be off in five minutes. You're sharing your phone line with yeah. these. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And then they could pick the phone. If you stay quiet, you could pick can pick that receiver entire, up and listen right in Listen to it all. Mm-hmm. We've gone We've crazy. gone from, from that to being able to drive home. And, you know, you get spoiled then. It's like if I call you walking the dog or something and you're breaking up. Oh, you know, I'm like, oh, this phone's oh, a piece of crap. crap. <laughs> We sound, we sound like and, and I go back, control. I'll go back into the 70s. My sister was a commercial artist, um, and she was working in an art studio. The guy who owned the art studio had a Corvette, brand new Corvette, and he had a cell phone Whoa, in the Corvette. Like the bag it cell was phone. the bag that weighed yeah. like 922 mm-hmm. pounds. It was like a Vietnam yeah, walkie talk, yeah, field walkie talk. <laughs> big pack you put on your back with the antenna that goes yeah, up and weighs. Exactly. But no, it was this big heavy bag and you picked up and you know the phone handle went right on top of it and had little crazy antenna that probably emitted all kinds of crazy radiation. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But you can make a crackly phone call from that, and which I did think was cool. And I'm like, she took me for a ride. I'm like, can I call somebody, please? Not crazy. And I'm call. I call my buddy. You're not, dude. What are you lying for? You're yeah. not in a car. Yeah. No, man. I'm in, I'm in a, a car. car. Yeah, I'm yeah. like speed up, man. Step on it, and you know. know. And here we are today with, Look at like this. you said, if you know, your phone crackles, what a piece of, oh, crap. A piece of crap. Oh, I know. Even my, yeah. my in-laws had both of that because at the mountain house that they had, it was you know there was no landline, so it was a party line that went through the houses. Mm-hmm. And then to get good connection, my father-in-law would always say, go out in the car and use the bag phone. <laughs> so he would go out and make a call there. I'm like, go. what yeah. is going on? Yeah, man. Yeah. In yeah. fact, there's another thing that goes back. My then not even pre-girlfriend, who's then become my wife, she had forgotten to give me the area code when we were at the mountains. She says, here, call me up here. Well, I'm thinking that she's in a 717 area code, kept on 717, then her phone number. And it kept giving me the wrong number. And everybody in the house was going nuts saying, she stewed you. Uh, you know, she gave and said, here, call me here. It's the wrong number. And I dialed that the whole time wow. of the weekend. And we got home. And I was like, yo, you Ooh. gave me the wrong number. And she's like, oh, we're still in a 215 area code. We're not in a 717. <laughs> and I'm accusing her of freaking dragging me around. Oh, you my know? God. But, yeah, it's 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 very fast, you know, as far as its technology. And yeah. I would I would rather it go back to and unfortunately do you uh to, to sway just a little bit you know have you have you seen dexter by any chance the show no. dexter oh back with yeah the yeah. original run on that yeah, yeah just fascinating right but you know so when you do talk about technology that is one part we had mentioned you know um, dna about you know the the golden state killer and stuff like that there i love that part of it mm-hmm. i love that part where you know the crime scene investigation can go leaps and bounds now and catch you know mm-hmm. i'm a bit big advocate of that if it's, it's to utilize these tools that we now have to catch the bad guys i think sure. it's just amazing there's some cases out there that i mean there's a personal a couple of personal cases that i know well thank god 
you know, I don't know if we want to go into crime and talk about this type of stuff, but there is a one pending case of friends of mine that, um, you know, I hope someday it is resolved and I don't know if it can be resolved with more study, more advances in DNA or, or mm-hmm. whatever. But, uh, I keep them in my prayers every, every day about that. But what it's done for law enforcement has just been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that the, the people that spend 25 years in prison and then this technology comes in and exonerates, them. exonerates them and they walk out and maybe I, I I've yet to see someone that comes out that's got a snarl to them hmm. where I think like if I spent 25 years of wasted life, man, you know, as Red would say, institutionalized, yeah. you know, behind those walls and came out and missed all that. And like I said, it's that is one one thing that I have yet to see someone come out and talk about they owe me i'm getting this i'm getting that they're all just so grateful to be out and saying like i've been claiming my innocence since day one on this but i don't know how you would handle how 25 I mean, years of a wasted can't life even i mean first of all the horror how it would be just to be in there oh boy yeah. uh can't i mean we can only imagine that from stories we've heard or movies we've seen mm-hmm. i do know some people that you know have told me about being in quote school as yeah. you call it, you know and uh how brutal and what a life it is you yeah. know and one gentleman you know um when he's out when i'm in his company he's uh pacing back and forth he's rocking back and forth his back's against the wall he's scoping the room at all times mm-hmm. that's he's been institutionalized in his entire life yep. um yeah, he did something, but he was a young kid, pleaded, so he didn't have to go through, uh, you know, a, a, a long trial for his mother to mm-hmm. endure. Um, but they gave him the, the the book and mm-hmm. two other books on top of that, much more than that case today, if it were tried, that he'd ever get. Uh, but his entire life has been lived behind bars. Yeah, he did. He definitely did something wrong, but probably paid probably 15 years longer than he should sure. have but to this day now when i see him um just again you watch him and you just kind of feel sorry for him. Oh, jesus yeah. you know and to be completely innocent mm-hmm. you know well, what that, i mean yeah. like, like, this guy's not get innocent he's but not, to but be, be innocent compl- and those bars slammed closed that first night and you think like jeez oh, what how am i going to and you spent 25 years so yeah you're right the benefits of that i mean we're at a 99 percent beneficial thing and if it's going to inconvenience some people as far as I'm worrying about, oh, this is going to turn up Uncle Frank's cross-dressing habits or yeah. something like well, <laughs> well, like, well, Uncle well, Frank. Move on, Uncle Frank. We always yeah. suspected Uncle Frank. Yeah, the white pumps don't look good on you. So, <laughs> you know? That's hilarious. So, yeah, it's, but no, to exonerate people, to utilize the, this technology for that, it's just mm-hmm. a... Just a miracle. It's a great thing, and Absolutely. we have to embrace that. But sure. as long as, it's, and again, you know, is hopefully it's not used for, you know, something nefarious. I mean, something Absolutely. nasty. You know, so yeah. yeah, we have to embrace that part of the technology. But me, you know, like you know, I look at the computer, I look at my cell phone. It's like putting everything out there, and being on a podcast. Who am I to say? Oh, I don't like putting stuff out there. My entire lifestyle on this podcast, basically, as a personal journal, I'm cool yeah. with that. And and. You know, I, I thought about that as well. I've been through that little funk for the past couple of months. Like, maybe this is just something I should just have as recordings and we'll put them out there. You know, and I'll have them in files for my kids. Excuse me. I'll have them uh, on the files for my kids and they can look at them and listen to them whenever they want to. But yet the kids were like, Dad, I need you. I think you should share them. 
um, because a lot of it, we're talk. I, I love mm-hmm. when you're on because we can talk about our youth or the way mm-hmm. technology has changed. Halloween, we can normal Rockwell, we can movies, yeah. books, we can bounce all over the place, and that's refreshing for me to get into that. I can't help it sometimes when I'm just it's, it's with myself. I'm talking about overcoming adversity. I'm talking sure. about the things that I know and stuff. But when I really, I, you have to come on more often, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, it's been too long. It's ridiculous. Oh, that, we're, we're a year now. So it's I guess a joke. So we're, we're rehashing <laughs> okay, probably right. things that we've gone down. That's okay. You know, that, that and sort of branched out to where we're at. But yeah, we have a, 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 a I shouldn't say, same loves and likes in the year and the calendar comes rolling around tony and i could spend an hour and a half on movies in fact last year i remember we took movies apart you know that were seasonal things along those lines and in fact i just when we mentioned i had just gotten a blu-ray copy and we're talking technology and that format is so fragile Mm. that you've got stuff now that comes in i tried to put the changeling that my wife got me for my birthday and I wanted to do and activate, you know, the director's cut and bring the director's things up. And I was able to watch one disc. But then last night I've got things reading. I'm thinking, here's the modern technology, not recognizing the, the newest Blu-ray that? that's out on the on the market. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the film that I would say as far as chills Shamesley. and eeriness. It's a werewolf thing. No, that's the one. It, it's literally, uh, well, I can't give anything that you mentioned in that movie okay. as a spoiler. It's gonna, okay. But it's not. I remember when Angelina Jolie came out with the, the Changeling movie in 08. I thought, like, I don't even like this being called that because it's going to stir people away mm-hmm. from the, the 1980 classic that <clears throat> Scorsese says is the eeriest movie of all time. I'm going to have to. What, you can't even give me a concept of it. You can't uh, because that's going to be given. I'll, yeah. I'll do a. I'll check. I'll watch it. It's I'll, based I'll on it loss, out. and it is. It's extremely eerie movie with without a drop of blood, hmm. and it would be a top five story, let alone ghost story. Okay, in where it goes. Okay, and it just has a mood to it, and like I said, right. George C. Scott, enough said. You know, he brings an entire hmm. different okay. level for these movies, yeah, but yeah. it just is. You know, I had a friend of mine on uh, my FedEx route came up and she was saying something. She goes, oh, my God, we had such a laugh the other night, my husband and I. And once again, we're treading down things. This is sort of the rehashed, updated version, I guess, of, of what we talked about last year. But said, like, we were watching, she said, and the original Halloween was on. She goes, oh, my God, the acting in that movie. I said, stop it right there. <laughs> I said, because if it's going to be an attack on that movie yeah. and the acting, I said, I don't want to. I said, you got to realize what that movie did. And I said, a 21-day shoot. And I said, those girls, I said, portray. I said, that movie is so wholesome in that what we talked about, you put that movie in, you go back to 1978 because it takes you, one, to being in the theater, but two, that's the way of life. The babysitting girls, the girls driving around in Monte Carlo, token on a joint here or there, you know, but that. And there again, the landline phone, the girl yeah. wrapped up in the cord. Mm-hmm. That's our life then. Yeah. So yeah. it hits home and what it gets. But the entire suspense that Carpenter takes mm-hmm. and the point of view of the killer. That's yeah. the first. Yeah. Yeah, so we went down Black Christmas with Bob Clark. That's really the original idea. But as far as worldwide, what people always think that establishes the point of view of the killer is Halloween. is Carpenter's masterpiece. My masterpiece was a film that I filmed in French Creek State Park. Oh. <laughs> and was this a worldwide well, release? It was a worldwide yeah. release, right? And here it was, uh, from a first-person point of view, I was 
the eye of the camera. So mm-hmm. me being the camera made me be the uh, the the villain mm-hmm. and popping behind a tree, looking out, mm-hmm. talking back behind a tree, following my friends as as it started getting dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went through this whole thing, and they knew kind of like what I was doing, but I, it was like me. You were seeing the eyes of a show. Sure, and that's what you're influenced by is 78. Well, listen, so what happened was uh, I lent the tape to my buddy, and they recorded Days of Our Lives over top of that. Because you know back in the day Uh, you're supposed to pop the tab on a VHS tape and save it. it. It's gone. Uh Uh-oh, the masterpiece. The masterpiece was gone. So listen, I got more infuriated because I then saw a movie called the Blair Witch Project, uh, yeah, and it, took and it was sure. just like what I filmed, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's my masterpiece." You got it. <laughs> They're like, shot, Dude. Yeah, shot for uh, two hundred thousand, <laughs> and ended up making one hundred and sixty-one million. How amazing is that? Yeah. So it took, I think, my big fat uh, Greek wedding to come in and beat that, that as far as independent yeah. film. That was like my first film that I started. Uh, this is going to be my. This is it. This is mm-hmm. going to be it, man. And uh, so Orson Welles has chimes at midnight that gets lost. And Tony thing. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. you can get rid of and you have your masterpiece. Did you, was it even around long enough to name it, or no? Yeah. It was. It was around long enough to uh, for a bunch of friends. I'm like, oh my god, dude, yeah. it's like so scary. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Like, it's just like a little mini film that we can mm-hmm. do, and mm-hmm. and that was it. That's it was perfect. gone as fast it's as gone, it was. Yeah. And not only it was, was it that that I filmed, I had uh, also filmed. So get down, buddy. We get invaded by cats mm-hmm. here. Uh, being tied, now imagine this, a buddy of mine with a YZ125 dirt bike, me sitting backwards on that bike, and two belts wrapped around me and wrapped around him, keeping me on from falling off mm-hmm. because there's nothing to handle. And you're just, so basically my legs are sitting, you know, apart. My mm-hmm. arms are on the camera because it was the big VHS. The big VHS. And him speeding while we had friends that we all rode with, probably a pack of 20 of them, down in Belle Plaine State Park, like cutting through the dust in a big dust storm, and them rolling. I was like, action! Uh, yeah. Boom! I'm Early filming dolly this. shot. Just yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. And all these crazy shots that I risked my life for. Yes. What gone. a filmmaker. Gone. <laughs> gone from days of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Getting taped. And he, it was the hardest thing for him to tell me. I'm like, dude, I need that tape back. Taped over. Yeah, okay, I'll get it for you. He couldn't tell me for years. Yeah. And finally, I'm like, Bob, where's that tape at? And his wife was with him, his girlfriend at the time. And she goes, you got to tell him. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I taped days of our lives. Over. I'm like, days of our lives? Yeah. Like, I think I was more upset that he taped Days, Days of, our, of lives. our Lives. I said, dude. Although, in its heyday, that was Babes of Our Lives. Babes of Our Lives, yeah. you know. I, so yeah. there, so, was, there were three or four on that show. <laughs> the Little Blonde, that, I forget what her name was. Uh, no, it's, 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 uh, it's so long. So that, is that the one with Hope? No. That, no. I want to think so. Yeah, and there was a dark brunette on there. And then I remember the guy's bow. And the one guy had the, uh, the eye patch. This was John Black. Is that John Black? Can't miss TV back in its day, because my yeah. wife still watches. Like yeah. I got to tell you right now. No, no. But the, there was a young girl. She came on the show. She was cute. I, I don't. And where was it based? Where was Port Charles out of? One of them. That <laughs> I think it's down the street. Port Charles. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I can't know. Remember. <laughs> well, all I stuff. do know, like, if you watched it once back then, if you turn it on now, you'll pretty much figured out you can figure it out yeah and there's the same restaurant bar that they're always at i think the town is probably wrong it's poor charles where they were at but well here's yeah. something interesting i think uh 
Jennifer Aniston's father, John Aniston, that was, plays yeah. Victor Kuriakis on that show. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He's friends with my father-in-law. Like, I think for he real. told me that. Yeah, yeah they grew up yeah. in Eddystone, Pennsylvania. So um, the, the uh, lady that my father-in-law is now with, she babysat Jennifer yeah, Aniston from, as a kid. That was our claim to fame. When a she came out with the Shabab, yeah. we were all like, yeah, you know, she's an Eddystone girl. Eddystone, yeah. Pennsylvania Yeah, because he, would, he was doing Broadway in New mm-hmm. York yep. and would leave her at the grandmother's house mm-hmm. in Eddystone for yep. a while. So, yep. yeah. She wa- she's an Eddystone girl. There's and another Delaware County. See that? Delaware say, County, Pennsylvania. Best looking girls in the world. Yeah. Delaware <laughs> County, PA. Right? Amen. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, he... Uh, yeah, he he was friends with that guy. He was friends with John Aniston. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. and they still, they, you know, they still talk. Not my father-in-law and John Aniston, but um, the girl, the woman that my father-in-law is with. Mm-hmm. She's still very good friends with John Aniston. So, yeah, yeah it's neat. Uh, small, small, small connections. Stuff exactly to the Ridley Township area. Yeah, yeah, to that Delaware County yeah. stuff. So we were going to pick up on movies on our next episode because Rick, you don't have a choice. We're bringing you back. All right, I'll try okay. to come back. Then. You try yeah, and come exactly. back. You're making me listen, get... I know it's a long and arduous journey from the other side of the tracks to this side Absolutely. of the tracks. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you got to do it, buddy. Okay. All, All right. right. We'll be back. It's been an honor to be on the air as it always is with Tony. And hopefully we haven't uh, dripped down too many things that we revisited last year. But I promise we'll... We'll do a, if we can get one every month, every month and a half, we won't be tripping up over old subjects and we'll be able to embrace everything that's new out there. Or so, maybe sooner. You got it. Bye, All right. pal. Great talking to you, Rick. Thanks for being here. You got it. Thanks, Tom. You got it. See it.